What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 257 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. You're saying there's a multiverse? And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Bitch, please, you've gone to space. You. Are listening to Still Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk some nerdy news, including a new trailer for Mulan, and then we've got a full review of Spider Man Far From Home. But before we get into all that, how's everyone doing this week? Mark Ellis, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Uh, I finally finished reading the Firefly book that I bought at Free Comic Book Day 2018. Not not this past one, the one from 2018. I finally got around and finished reading it, and uh, it's awesome. Uh, I started reading it last year. I took it down to Dragon Con with me to have it signed by the artist uh, who did a nice sketch inside of it for me, but I'd never finished the book. Uh, so I just got around to finishing it this week. And now I'm going to start the next Firefly comic series that's uh, not under Dark Horse. It's under um, a different company now. So uh, Is it Boom or IDW? I, I want to say it's Boom. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the, the company itself. I know I have them somewhere. The artwork looks amazing. The quality of the paper is amazing. It, it, it's like I had those books along with some other books that I picked up on Free Comic Book Day. 2019 and uh, the quality of those firefly books are amazing so yeah i can't wait to dive into those but i knew i didn't want to start those until i finished the ones that i got last year awesome well boom 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 let's go back to my room and find (laughs) out how aubrey's doing this week i've had better weeks sorry to hear that it's okay (laughs) (laughs) all right then (laughs) it's it's been it's been a busy week it's uh, I started a, a biology class that's four days a week, all day long, and that'll be going on for quite a few weeks. And I have four other classes on top of that, and plus work, and I'm just tired. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Well, awesome. Aubrey, you're always the one that says stay in school, so <laughs> I you're know. in school. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's... I have to, too. I signed a whole contract with the school and everything that said that I would take these classes for this semester and I would complete them And because I'm I'm graduating next year. So I met with a, a counselor and I signed a way that I would take the rest of these classes at certain times and I got to make it through. <laughs> That's it. No turning back now. Yep. That's right. You can do it. I have faith in you. Thank you. You Thank can you. do it. <laughs> One step at a time. And Joey, how are you doing, man? Um, I'm really tired. I uh, 
it was really weird because Spider-Man came out on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, it was technically Monday into Tuesday this past week. So my kids and I went to go see it Tuesday. And it was so weird to have a movie we have to see for the podcast and not have to try to cram it in in the weekend somewhere. Right. <laughs> it was it was really it was really relaxing. Um, and I had last night off from work. So I worked uh, both jobs Friday night, Saturday night. And then I came home, slept for a few hours, went back to my second job and worked till six. Then I came home and hung out with my family for a little bit. And then when everybody went to bed, I said, fuck it. You got to get this done. And I watched six and a half hours of Stranger Things. <laughs> and then I went to bed. <laughs> wow. So did you did you wind up finishing it? Yes. Ooh. Yep. Good Lord. Well, my entire family had already finished it. Uh, my daughter stayed up the day it dropped. So it drops in on the East Coast at 3 a.m. Right. So she stayed up till 3 a.m. and banged out like three or four episodes. No and then went to bed. way. <laughs> yep. And then my wife and my son had already finished it, too, this weekend. So um, that's our show, I think, as a family. That's our uh, our one show that everybody watches. But we can't watch it together because we're all trying to binge <laughs> it as fast as possible. But now we can all talk about it, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure they were waiting for you to finish it so they could talk about it. Yes. So that was that. And now I'm ready to rock and roll and, and talk to you guys. Cause it's one thing I look forward to all week that helps you from the drudgery of life and work. So please, Mark Ellis, tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Oh, you'll find some movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Oh, you'll also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our Soul Wizard t-shirts. Look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links right on the website. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play Music. We're on iHeartRadio. And you can stream our show through Spotify. Uh, we also have a Patreon that you can support. A small donation will get you bonus content from Soul Wizard. Uh, you, we also have a YouTube channel where there's uh, new content uploaded all the time from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. So uh, check out those videos and, uh, you know, get at us. Let us know what you think about Wallyhawk's opinions. Shout out to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Back to you, Joey. Take it or leave it, losers. All right, Marcellus. It's been a big week for nerd news, so drop it like it's hot. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, we're going to do something that we actually haven't had a chance to do in a while. We are going back. We have to go back. That's whoa, right. whoa, whoa, I thought we were done going back. Nope. It's ne we are never going to leave this island until they let us, <laughs> until they absolutely force us off. We're going back to the WB. The DCEU is still chugging along. In the news that I have to report, I feel like I we go through this every couple of months. There's a new update, but um, it's too late to stop now. We're just going to keep going. The Flash movie has yet another director in talks to join it. 
Uh, this time, it's Andy Muschietti. Uh, he directed It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2. Warner Brothers wants him aboard to direct this movie. Uh, they did have the guys who did uh, Game Night and wrote uh, Spider-Man Homecoming on board to write and direct it. Uh, they're out of here. Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison uh, put their minds together and put a script out uh, for The Flash that they uh, pitched to Warner Brothers. And they said, nope. So they're out of there. Uh, so now Warner Brothers is like, hey, you know, Andy's working good for us with the It movies. Uh, they're thinking about getting Christina Hodgson on to write the movie. She wrote Bumblebee and she wrote um, uh, the new Birds of Prey movie. So she's the hot new thing right now. I will. I don't believe this movie's ever going to come out. I will believe it when I'm in the theater watching it. But I think having a horror movie director kind of take over the superhero franchise has worked good for them in the past. I think it might work good for them if Andy decides to do it. So what are your thoughts on the director of It taking on a Flash? Uh, let's start with let's start with Aubrey because I know what she's going to say. Not my Flash. <laughs> You're still holding out for uh, what's his name? Grant? What's his name? Yep. Yes, I am. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Then hashtag not my flash ever. <laughs> not my flash ever. Yep. <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you, man? Horror movie horror movie directors seem to be the way to go with these DC movies. What do you think about this guy? Uh, what? Uh, I really liked It. What, what else has he done? It 2. <laughs> <laughs> it 3. Lit. <laughs> that's... <laughs> then when Pennywise goes to the hood, it. <laughs> I know he was supposed to do uh, Attack on Titan, and I guess that's not happening. So. Oh, he did a movie called Mama. Mama. Was that a sequel to Mother? <laughs> exclamation <Small> point. <laughs> Small exclamation point. No. That's right. Yeah, that's it, man. He's only done three horror movies. You got to think James Wan did uh, Conjuring. And then did Aquaman and David, what's his name, did Lights Out and an Annabelle movie. And then he did Shazam. So, you know, this might be a pattern. Uh, I, I mean, is it even worth getting into this discussion? Because in six weeks, we're just going to be having another discussion about the new director. for Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Are they really not going to dump Ezra Miller? Are we seriously sticking with that now? They love Ezra Miller, dude. Plus, he's with the, um, the the Fantastic Beast franchise, man. The Warner Brothers loves that kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's a great guy, but I really did not like his flash. And I didn't like the way he ran. Looked like a goof. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say. The only, uh, only interaction we've had with this flash has been in an absolutely terrible movie. So, like, what, what are we looking forward to here? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it would be interesting to see what he can do with it. Uh, it chapter one had some really great visuals and stuff in it but uh i'll believe like you said i'll believe this when i'm sitting in the movie theater and it says the flash on the screen and not flash gordon the flash you know it it doesn't really matter who they get to direct this movie because three quarters of the way through the shoot they're gonna get fired and ron howard's gonna come in and finish it up or joss whedon so it doesn't really matter and then the flash is gonna fall on wonder woman's boobs <laughs> Uh, Brett Ratner would come in and straighten the whole thing out. <laughs> Louis Letelier, come on down. <laughs> I like Louis Letelier. Time's going to tell with him. That's right. All Will right. we ever be able to top Transporter 2? I doubt it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll be revisiting The Flash, director, Wheel of Directors, in a couple weeks. 
Yeah, we'll talk to you guys in about six <laughs> weeks when they change directors again. Exactly. All right, so then we had a couple of trailers that came out this week. Uh, we got our trailer for Knives Out. Ryan Johnson is back behind the camera after his stellar movie, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which everyone loved, the universally loved Star Wars movie. Uh, he's back with uh, something that's a little bit more in his wheelhouse, something that's more like uh, Brothers Bloom or, um, God, what was that What was that other movie he did with, um, not Looper. Brick. Looper. Brick. That's it. Something more in lines of Brick, that little mystery movie. This one has like a complete amazing cast. Uh, I wasn't really paying that much attention to it until my girl Anna the Armas showed up, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, ticket is sold. I'm there first day." Uh, I think the trailer looks awesome. It has a great cast, a great premise, a little more highbrow than uh, Ready or Not. Yes, yeah. So it looks just like that other movie that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but Ready several- or not, <laughs> yeah. you can't hide. Yeah, how did they not use that song in the trailer? That's amazing. They don't want to pay. Uh- the Fuji's. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, and they already used that song in um, Mission Impossible actually last year. And I think about uh-huh. it. Um, but yeah, this looks like a highbrow version of that. Uh, it looks funny. It looks awesome. I'm ready for it. And Anna Diarmas is it's my base, so I'm definitely going to go check it out. Uh, Joey, what did you think of the Knives Out trailer? Um, I have been thinking about stabbing Anna Diarmas for a long time. <laughs> I mean. Uh... <laughs> I think it, we have very different definitions of stabbing, though. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I thought it looked funny. I, uh, I It reminded me of Clue a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a lot like that. They were way more sinister. Right. Not as, as ultra goofy, but like that kind of vibe. And Clue is one of my favorite movies. I'd say it's probably in my like top 40 of all time, top 30 of all time. Wow. It's definitely not a top 10, maybe not even a top 15, but I really love that movie. So um, anything with that vibe is cool. Uh, Chris Evans playing against type being an asshole uh, looks funny. So, I mean, it looks, looks interesting and fun. Uh, definitely something I would go check out, but I don't, it's not, I don't need to go see it like in a 4k laser IMAX at midnight, but I would definitely watch it on TV or in a matinee showing. If we have to watch it for the podcast, I might have to, I might have to put that one in for one. We have to watch for the podcast, put it on the list. As long as it doesn't come out the same week as Charlie's angels. God, Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of the knives out trailer? I mean, it looks okay. I don't really care too much about it. It was just like a, Okay, it does look like it does remind me of Clue. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't quite understand the purpose of it. All right, all right. Do you think that's something you might be able to handle in the theaters? I know it's kind of bloody and and you know not not like supernatural horror, but something like that. I guess kind of could happen. You think you might be able to handle that's, that? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look that bad, so I'll, I could see it and and be fine. All right. Um, it doesn't look like it has a date yet, but uh, November twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. Oh, never mind. I guess it does have a date. So uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's perfect timing. Uh, so yeah, we'll we uh hopefully be checking that one out. I'm definitely gonna check it out just for that cast alone. Lakeith Stanfield, Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis. Come on, come on. Wow, we're gonna be going to the movies almost every week in November. Though <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. even, I don't want to look at it. I don't even want to know. Do you want to know? No. I'm going to tell you. So, <laughs> Terminator, and then the week after that is Doctor Sleep. Then we get a week off, 
No, we don't get a week off because then Charlie's Angels comes out. Then we get a week off. Then Knives Out comes out. So three out of four weeks. All right. Then I think we get a week off and then Jumanji comes out and then Star Wars is the week after that. So five movies in seven weeks. All right. So Knives Out is on the chopping board for now. (laughs) We're not going to lock that one in yet. We're all in. (laughs) You had me at Anna (laughs) Diarmas. All right, so then we you don't get, go see that movie, Mark. She's not going to get to be in any other movies. Oh, I'm going to see it. That make no doubt about it. Whether we talk about it on the show, that's a different story. But. Wait, maybe she'll be destitute, need money, and like show up on your doorstep. Like I have nowhere to stay, Mark. <laughs> uh, all right, so then we got another trailer for Disney's Mulan. Uh, we did talk about this movie before. This trailer had a little bit more of a serious look to it. Doesn't look like it has like the fun uh, musical aspects like Aladdin did. This one looks like it's going to be geared a little more serious, more like uh, their Cinderella movie. But uh, I think it looks cool. They don't really show that much of the story. They just kind of give you a teaser and let you know that Mulan is coming. And I I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, Aubrey, what did you think of the Mulan trailer? I thought it looked really cool. Um, I like the action sequences in it, uh, and I'm really excited to actually see it. So. Are you upset that there won't be any musical numbers in it? I know how much you love the uh, We'll Make a Man Out of You song. I am a little bit upset that they don't have anything, like they don't have any musical numbers. And I also saw that they don't have Mushu either, and that's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people are a little upset about that, but they, you don't need a little talking comedic relief dragon. But it's really cool. It's cool in a cartoon. I don't know how much that would work in a, in a live action one. They can make it happen. <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you, dude? What did you think of the Mulan trailer? Um, I've never seen the original one. What? We, uh, we have it. Well, we had it on DVD when Janine was a kid and I know she watched it a bunch of times cause she watched, used to watch all the Disney movies. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched that movie. Wow. I don't know. So I have zero emotional attachment to Mulan. I thought the trailer looked cool. It looked like something me and my son would watch on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Because we always are watching weird um, karate, foreign karate or action <laughs> movies. So it looked like something like that. I was expecting Matt Damon to come out with a bow and arrow <laughs> at any moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I don't really see the hook here, like in this trailer. And I, I guess somebody posted online that this is almost exactly like the original trailer for the original cartoon was also pretty serious. Yes, that's true. And. They didn't show off any of the goofiness or the songs. But then they're also saying nobody's singing in this. There's not going to be a dragon or anything. So it's weird. But like like Aladdin had the hook of, wow, this looks like a lot of fun to go see at the movies with my family, in theory. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, what's the hook of this one? Um, I can't wait for me and my family to go see a sweeping uh, Chinese action epic. <laughs> like, what? I don't really understand what the hook is here other than like it's Mulan, but then they're taking out all the songs in the Disney parts of it. So I, I don't know. Well, it, Mulan is a, it's already like a, a serious story, like a, Oh, I know it's a real, real life story. It's a big deal. I, yeah. I understand, but I mean, then make a movie that isn't a remake of your cartoon. 
if you want to make a serious story about Mulan. Well, they're trying to get the best of both worlds. Where, yeah. Where's Donny Osmond, Mark? <laughs> Donny Osmond ain't walking through that door, folks. Yeah. They're, they're trying to get the best of both worlds. They want to make a movie that, you know, reminds people of the animated story that they did a while ago, but they want to, you know, make it like a real movie. You have to remember this movie has to, it's got to play in China. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they got to make that Chinese money and there's no way they're going to throw it in the goofy little red dragon to, uh, to their, uh, to a character in a storyline that has been passed down for generations that they kind of look up to. You know what I mean? Like they really need to, it's, it's a fine balance that they have to try to strike and making it more of a serious epic is definitely the way to go. Uh, I hope they make a lot of money in China because this doesn't look like it might not break out unless the next trailers are like really cool looking. But who knows? You know, the marketing for Aladdin was horrendous. And that was actually a pretty decent movie. So, yeah, and that movie is making a lot of money. Yeah, it would be over a billion right now if they hadn't completely sharded their pants with uh, reveals of Will Smith and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. That's right. They'll make it up with uh, Lion King in a couple of weeks. That's right. Well, I mean, if Wolf Warrior 2 can make $900 million in China alone, <laughs> Mulan can pull it off. You know? Here's hoping. Yeah. Frank Grillo's got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> See, no one knows what you're talking about at all. Dude. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. You've never seen Wolf Warrior 2, Mark? I've only seen the trailer for it. Oh, it's literally like, looks like the most generic like action movie yep. <laughs> allowed by law. And it stars like Frank Grillo and some uh, Asian actors, uh, some Chinese actors. And for some reason, it just like blew the fuck up in China and made like nine hundred million dollars. Who knew? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That's Frank Grillo looking at Matt Damon going, that's how you do it, son. That's right. All right. OK, so speaking of Disney live action news, uh, they're making a Little Mermaid. They finally announced that they were making a Little Mermaid before and they've been trickling out little casting tidbits here and there. Uh, Melissa McCarthy was cast as Ursula. Uh, Jacob Trimbley, uh, the kid from Room and uh, the upcoming Bad Boys or Good Good Boys movie. The uh, Room? Not The Room. Denny? Just, just Room. <laughs> You're not my fucking mother. <laughs> uh, him and uh, he's going to be uh, Flounder. Aquafina is going to be Scuttle, the seagull. Uh, and they finally cast Ariel, and it's going to be Hallie Bailey of the Grammy-nominated group Chloe and Hallie. As ah, she's great in Swordfish. <laughs> That's wrong, Hallie. Wrong, Hallie. But yeah, she's going to be Ariel, which is great. She's young, she's beautiful, and she can sing really well. And she's an actress. Perfect casting. Of course, the internet went ballistic because she happens to be black, and Ariel in the 1989 Disney cartoon was not uh, but the internet being the internet they got to do what they got to do you would think that with michael clark duncan and uh, daredevil and michael b jordan and fantastic fortastic billy d williams and batman i mean there's a list of of traditionally white comic book characters cartoon characters being cast black it's fine we're at that time and ariel's skin color has nothing to do with the story at all so i'm totally fine with it of course, the internet had a field day with it, but what do you guys think of Miss Hallie as Ariel? Let's start with you, Joey. I don't care. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> You're probably not going to see this movie anyway. Um, no, I'm, I'm probably not, unless you guys force me to for the podcast. But um, 
How come if they are going to have uh, African-American Little Mermaid, it's not Little Mermaids <laughs> as part of the z- u- cinematic universe? That's going to be the uh, Redbox movie That's that comes right. out the week before. Just mermaids with a Z. Mermaids. But then if we're following the pattern, shouldn't all the characters be white in that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I I mean, I've got jokes for days, but uh, I I just don't care. Like, who cares? (laughs) I know people are upset about redhead erasure. So, God, because for some reason, if you are a redheaded character, like they replace you (laughs) in a movie. Which is pretty much tongue in cheek, like uh, kind of jab at way people are acting about this. But I, I don't care at all. Like there, there's been some really funny memes about it. There's been some people losing their minds. But uh, it's going to come down to the movie. If you took a good movie and you changed all the cast members to different races and the movie's still good, no one cares. But if you take a bad movie and change all the characters to different races, it's still a bad movie. So it's really going to come down to the movie. Right. If you drop a trailer and this chick walks out, or swims out, sorry. <laughs> she flops out. <laughs> the water is just flopping on the ground and dies. That's the trailer. <laughs> uh, if this, you know, if she comes out and like is singing, what the hell is the song from The Little Mermaid? Uh, a Whole New World? Part of Your World. Okay, so... So she comes out and sings, you ain't never had a friend like me and knocks out of the park in this trailer and everybody's blown away. No one's going to give two shits about any of this anymore. But if the movie sucks, it just gives people fuel to fire. So now no pressure, but uh, you now have to represent the entire African-American race. Sorry. (laughs) No pressure, though. No pressure. Yeah, I don't quite think that's the case. Oh, okay. Uh, Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about uh, Ms. Halle Bailey? being cast as ariel um honestly i don't really care mermaids don't exist so wait what that's they're they're not a real thing (laughs) it you know it it's funny because it's based on a a tale that's like about some chick trying to eat some dude (laughs) and eat a soul and people are freaking out because it's not the original skin color well who the fuck knows what her original skin color was because it was a fucking fairy tale so it it, i don't know i don't know people are fucking stupid i i can see some of the points that people are trying to make like if it was an asian character and they were whitewashed like scarlett johansson in ghost of the shell movie scarlett johansson is mulan (laughs) yeah they like people freaked the fuck out and i can i can somewhat understand that point but at the same time uh it's a mermaid (laughs) you know pick and choose your battles if it's if it was martin luther king jr and (laughs) fucking had it be ryan Ryan gosling Gosling. (laughs) yeah you know then we were on the same page with that um you know people would freak the fuck out and pick and choose your battles people it's a mermaid if it was somebody that is historically white and they changed their race okay throw a bitch fit but you know it's a fucking mermaid i would say that uh they're clearly well a couple of things number one if you should if anyone should be worried about anything regarding this movie they should be worried about rob marshall directing it because that guy is rob marshall (laughs) he did chicago so you know he he has some cred you know he's good with the musicals he did uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Rut row. 
Yeah, exactly. A lot of people did not like that. I thought it was fine. I had no problem with it. He's hit or miss. So if you're going to be worried about anything, be worried about that. Lynn manuel Miranda is going to be doing songs for it. So right there, I'm I'm all in just for just for that aspect alone. You know, Alexander Hamilton is not a five foot five Puerto Rican dude. Yet somehow Hamilton managed to make a gazillion dollars uh, all over the world. So I don't care about that shit. Oh, and then so I I made like a nice little tweet about it because my little sister loved one of my little sisters loved The Little Mermaid growing up. It was like one of her favorite movies. So her seeing like this beautiful black girl being cast as one of her favorite characters was great for her. And I, I was so happy that she got to see this. Oh, OK. Of- I, I was worried how this is going to end. I thought you were going to say she got really mad and took to the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> Start raging about it. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like if I love the movie The Matrix and then Wachowski's was like, hey, you know what? We're going to cast Michael B. Jordan in this movie for you, Mark. And I'm like, all right, that's perfect. Oh, turns out that that's actually happening. Two Reagan's kids with their dreams coming true. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I was very happy that she was able to to see a version of Little Mermaid that's black. I think that's amazing because she loves that character. I made a tweet of this on uh, on Twitter uh, that, yeah, you know, Ariel came out in 1989. There's a Little Mermaid version. And that's fine. You know, I, I know who Ariel is. I grew up with that version of Ariel. That's fine. Let's give, you know, my nieces and all little girls a different version of Ariel, a new version of Ariel. And uh, that was like the, my most tweeted or retweeted tweet ever. So I was very proud of myself. I'm glad that people kind of took to my side of it. Of course, there was some people who were like, you know, all the mermaids I've seen have been white. So that makes no sense. Okay. If mermaids existed in real life, it would be difficult to determine their skin color because they live in the fucking water. They probably <laughs> would be ghost white with scales because you know evolution fucking happened and there's no melanin in the water but they'd also be singing songs to drowned sailors (laughs) again they're fucking mermaids if we're going with historically accurate then they should have webbed hands and shark teeth again suck out your soul Mm -hmm. like mermaids were not this happy thing well, you know, between Daryl Hannah and Splash and Aquamarine, there's enough blonde white mermaids in the world. Let's get something Daryl else. Had red hair. Let's get something else in here. Um, yeah, so- I mean, I mean, it's a mermaid. When it comes down to it, it's 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 a mermaid. Are we going to argue that unicorns shouldn't be black? <laughs> <laughs> they should always be white. I mean, like, come it's a on great, now. That's a great idea. I'm typing that script right now. The black <laughs> unicorn. Just wait till the next Air Bud movie comes out and it's a black Labrador. <laughs> I've seen Air Bud, damn it. Airboard is, Air Bud is golden. Hashtag not my Air Bud. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. You know, argue over something that's not a mythical creature. Right. This movie's going to be amazing anyway. Uh, like I said, she's going to knock it out of the park. I'm sure the, the new songs are going to be amazing. The only thing I'm really worried about is the director, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's it. I think that that's a good place to stop. That's all I got for the news. All right. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you're having fun listening to this episode of So Wizard Podcast. But did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to us? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We've just discovered a new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. 
Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast you love and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks or if unlike me, you're a good person, you could actually donate it to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you got to do. Download the free app right now on your iPhone or Android device. I've got a special code for you. Simply use our code, WIZARD. When you sign up and you'll get 300 PodCoin just to start off. If you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a drink at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card and it's like I gave it to you. So go ahead, go listen to this podcast or any of your other favorite shows on PodCoin and sign up with the code WIZARD. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And we're back. All right, guys. Spider-Man Far From Home. We all had a chance to see it. You know, we'll start off with some non-spoiler talk, just a little bit of non-spoiler talk. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can at least get our impressions of the film. And then we'll jump into spoiling the movie. Mark Ellis will play a sound drop delineating when it's time for you to stop listening if you don't want to get spoiled. Uh, let's just go around the room. What did you think of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Aubrey? It was good. Um, I wouldn't say it's like the best ever, and I still am not completely sold on Tom Holland as Spider-Man in this version of Spider-Man, but it was good. Fool this man! All right, well, I'm sure we'll talk about your terrible take on Tom Holland in a few minutes. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? This movie was so good it made Homecoming better. I love this movie. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, I also, shockingly, I also loved this movie. Uh, I had a couple issues that we could talk about in spoilers, but more or less, uh, I thought it was great. I, I still don't think it's better than Spider-Man 2. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a, a mountain I don't think any movie can climb. But uh, it was really, really good. So, I mean, anything non-spoilers we want to talk about? Aubrey, why do you not like Tom Holland? I, You know, I don't like the changes that they've made to Spider-Man as a whole. And I, I know I've said that in the past. I don't like Mary Jane being shortened to MJ. And it, her name isn't Mary Jane. And I don't like that she and his friend know... And even Aunt May, they all know Peter is Spider-Man. I don't like it. You know, just this continuity. Continuity. Yes, continuity issues um, from the comic books to the movie. They've, you know, adapted the movie, and I don't like the adaptations that they've made. And so it kind of ruins the rest of the movie for me. Well, I mean, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. (laughs) All right. Anybody got anything non-spoiler you want to talk about or should we just spoil the hell out of this thing? Uh, I will say that this movie, I the Spider-Man movies are very different from the other Marvel movies. And the reason why I couldn't really, I mean, I really liked Homecoming. I thought it was good, but I, I wasn't really like super invested in it. Um, and it's because I didn't really see what type of filmmaker John Watts was. Like I didn't see how his Spider-Man I was comparing his Spider-Man to the other movies in a Marvel universe, and it, I really shouldn't have. You have to look at it on its own. Within the first two minutes of this new movie, I'm like, I get it. I know exactly what type of movies these are supposed to be and what type of filmmaker he is. And when I went back and watched Homecoming, I'm like, oh, yeah. 
It's amazing. It's it's so good. So I know a lot of people are are kind of fighting, not fighting. A lot of people are not really feeling this new Spider-Man movie, and I honestly don't know what's wrong with you. I think it's amazing. I don't I don't know who you're talking to because I don't know anybody that doesn't like it really, to be quite honest with you. Really? Wow. Yeah, I, I felt bad um after um Spider-Man into the, the Spider-Verse. I'm like, man, I feel I feel bad for any Spider-Man movie that has to come out and follow up this masterpiece. And uh Far From Home is staggeringly amazing to me. I loved it. Cool. Well, this has nothing to do with Spider-Man, but have you guys been like haunted by this trailer for a movie about some Indian kid that listens to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I've, I've seen uh, it a couple is times. it the, the Beatles movie? No, it's uh, like Bruce Springsteen movie. No. Well, you're lucky. Cause I think I have seen this trailer every time I've gone to the movies for the last like eight months and I'm really fucking sick of it. And it played again in front of Spider-Man and my son's like, what is this garbage? <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. Why Why do we have to keep seeing this stupid? Like, it doesn't have anything to do with Spider-Man. Like, play an action movie trailer or something. Like, why are we seeing this? It played in front of Toy Story. Sorry, I'm just very angry about having <laughs> to see this trailer. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the name of it either. It's about a kid who, it's a kid who's growing up in the 80s who lives in India, I guess. England. In, no, he, oh, right. The Indian kid that moves to England. That's what right. it is. And he's trying to like find his way. He doesn't like the place that he lives. He's trying to find his path. And his dad wants him to, you know, get a job and do like the follow in his footsteps. And his friend introduces him to Bruce Bruce Springsteen. And this is like in the early to mid eighties. And uh, at first he's hesitant to it, but then he listens to the lyrics and realizes that Bruce Springsteen's messages doesn't necessarily have to be American. It could be for anyone, no matter where you are. His music really speaks to this kid. And the kid winds up falling in love with uh, the music of Bruce Springsteen. And I really to- like the dad in the trailer because he wants him to stop listening to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> you, <laughs> so you like the dad? <laughs> right. The dad is, is my favorite character in this trailer. Yeah, I've never seen that trailer. Wow. I You are so lucky. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out that I'm really, really, really sick of that trailer. <laughs> All right, so that means I'm gonna find out the name of that movie, and we are definitely gonna go see that. We're gonna do oh, a, we're gonna do so a bad. in real time. I hate you now. Watch. <laughs> oh, you're evil. All right, fine, whatever, bro. You have no idea what kind of doors you're opening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Markellas, you're gonna play a spoiler sound drop, and then we're gonna spoil Spider-Man: colon, Far From Home. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right. All right. Let's let's start with the top. What did you guys like about the movie? What are, what are some things that, well, Mark, you were gushing over this movie. So g- give me your positives. Give me your loves. Man, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, to start with, everyone knows that he's the bad guy. I mean, everyone, even a, a four-year-old who's never read an issue of Spider-Man could pick up a comic book and look at Mysterio and be like, oh, yeah, he's definitely the bad guy. Like, there's no way you would think that he's the hero. But... Even knowing that, I totally bought into his character. I totally bought into what he was selling during the first half of the movie. And then when it makes that turn, it was even better. He was able to like actually turn up the dial a little bit and really deliver a nice performance. And I thought it fit perfectly with everything that they've established with Spider-Man. Um, as far as him being connected to the MCU. I thought whoever wrote this script did an amazing job putting all of those pieces together. Uh, I enjoyed the story the only part that i didn't like 
was the uh, the scene where he uh, gets the drone to like almost shoot the kid in the back of the bus. That I thought was kind of dumb. But if you take that out, everything else I thought was amazing. All right. What about you, Aubrey? Give me some stuff you loved about this movie. I also really enjoy Jake Gyllenhaal. I think this is the best movie I've ever seen him in. He did a phenomenal job. I went in knowing that Mysterio was a bad guy. And then in the movie, I was like, did they really change him to not be bad? And then the switch happened. And I was like, son of a bitch. That was so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Josh was sitting next to me during that part. And I could see him just lose it in his seat. And, and he's, oh, no, no, fuck, no. <laughs> so... I mean, so, like, even Josh, he doesn't know much about Spider-Man, oh, okay. but, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but, I mean, like, he was he was beside himself. I was really excited to see how they were going to turn that around and play that off. And they did a really good job with his character. All right. What about you, Joy? What did you like about it? Oh, my God. What is not to like? I, I'll tell you right off the bat. I could watch a two hour movie of his classmates like news show. Yep. <laughs> we're fucking me and the kids are rolling in the aisle with the like the bad fucking like it's like star wipes and like, <laughs> the picture of the vision was all like pixelated and I forget what character it was, but it said like Getty images up in the corner. Yes, it was it was a candle, a picture of candles. <laughs> oh I yes. love that too fucking dying i could watch those two kids do awkward like cable access style news all day um i loved how they handled the uh aftermath of the snap oh yeah with the uh, the kids disappearing in high school they disappeared and then like they had the blip the the band just magically appears back (laughs) on the court it's just and then they're done you know, you're done. We've already, we've handled it. It's off to the side. Let's get the movie starting. So yeah. I, I really liked that. Um, uh, Ned is hilarious. I love that character, even though it's uh, not to be nerdy. That's technically a Miles Morales character made into Ned and then put in the Peter Parker movie. But let's not get too into that. Um, that was good. I really loved Mysterio and how they handle his powers. Because, you know, in the 60s, like all special effects were practical. So, you know, Mysterio had practical special effects and things he was doing. Now it's all CG. So to update that to him being a guy standing, you know, 20 feet off to the side in a mocap suit was like really cool. That was a really cool twist. I was not expecting um, of how they handle his powers. That was really I really loved when he would um, do stuff to Spider-Man. And he was like in the like, I don't even know what you would call it, like the alternate reality like falling through stuff and running around that was that was great i loved that shit that was really cool that reminded me almost a a little bit of dr strange and uh scarecrow from batman it reminds me of playing the batman games and then you just transport into scarecrow's hallucinations yeah that's one of the things that's that whole sequence was when i really just like realize that this director is working on a whole nother level. He's so good. And it does, it does the thing that I always want comic book movies to do is that if I didn't read any of the books at all, like if I never read a Spider-Man book with Mysterio in it, um, seeing something like that makes me want to get more of stories. You know what I mean? It makes me want to get more comic books with Mysterio. Cause that's like a, it was a really cool sequence and it really made the character. Uh, it really gave a, a good idea of what this character is all about and made me want more. 
It, it was really cool. So I was really happy, especially because that's uh, one of Spider-Man's classic rogue gallery that we've never seen on screen. So it was really cool that they nailed it 100 percent. Yeah, I, 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 I love that shit. Tom Holland, sorry, Aubrey is fucking picture perfect as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Sorry. Um, I love Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya, how do you say her name? I, I call her Zendaya. Zendaya. I love Zendaya as whatever character she's supposed to be. Obviously, hashtag not my Mary Jane because she's not. That's not the Mary Jane from the from the uh, comics, and it's not even because she's not black, but because or a redhead, but because just the way her character acts is not the same. But uh, I think she's fucking fantastic. She's hilarious in the movie, and I. 100% by her and Peter's relationship. Yep. So, you know, everybody was all in on that. So, yeah, I mean, I just fucking loved it, you know. But now, of course, what did you not like about the movie, Aubrey? Um, again, I don't like the continuity issues that I had. The, the differences from the comic books to the movies, I don't like that. And it just kind of ruins the movie for me because I like how people don't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Like, that... I like that. And that kind of is that yeah, that's not kind of. It is different in the movies. And I read an article where they're trying to compare how everybody knew that Iron Man was Tony Stark and Peter Parker's trying to become the next Iron Man and in order to do so, he has to be okay with everybody knowing his identity. But I just I don't like that change from the comics. They change too much from the comics to the movies. Well, one of the things in the movies is that most of the Marvel characters don't have secret identities. But I, I understand. I can I can see your point. Spider-Man kind of has his own thing. He's a kid. He's not really he's not really super into um, like the superhero game like everybody else is. So he should have that dual identity that the whole beauty of Spider-Man is that he has, he's trying to balance things. He's trying to balance his superhero life and his work life. So the secret identity is definitely a fact that plays into it, but having Aunt May know and having Ned know and having Mary Jane know that's, or Mary MJ. No, that's uh that's straight out of the, um, out of the other movies they have, they, they would have, they would have to do it that way eventually. I think him having that much of a secret identity from the people that are super close to him works really well in a comic or uh, the animated series where it's episodic. But in a movie, it just gets tiresome quick and you're constantly inventing reasons for him to to duck away and move away. And, and I, 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 just, I don't know if modern audiences are going to be like, well, how can these people not fucking figure this out? Right. I think you let it slide with Superman because it's Superman and because there hasn't been a good Superman movie since I was like six years old. But <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just the way people are these days. But what about you, Markels? Things that you didn't like about the movie? Yeah, The only thing I really didn't like was that one sequence with the Edith glasses where he's I mean, I, I liked the concept of it. I liked him trying to spy on. The kid who was a was he was a little kid in the first movie, and then a blip happened, and now he's like this studly uh, teenager. <laughs> so I thought was really funny. Um, so I like the concept of Peter using that technology to like spy on him, but the fact that Tony Stark has a satellite with missiles and drones that's going to kill people or that could kill people, I'm like, didn't didn't Captain America fight against that in Civil War or uh, in Winter Soldier? Wasn't that one of the things that Shield had that Captain America was like, that's not good. 
But yeah, that's the only sequence in the movie that I, I didn't quite like. And I and I would have liked more of that tall blonde chick that was uh that Peter got caught in the bathroom with with his pants off. I wish she had come she had come back into the movie. But other than that, everything else I loved. Absolutely loved. Awesome. So the things I didn't like about the movie were not things specifically that had to do with the movie, but more the fact that okay, so Marvel Studios makes this movie, but Sony does all the marketing. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Sony loves to ruin movies <laughs> in the marketing. If they could hand you a fucking index card as you walked into the theater that said, oh, by the way, at the end, blah, 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 blah. They, I feel like they would do it because they just love to ruin the movies. Um, you know, we didn't need to see that uh, MJ knew he was Spider-Man in the trailer. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't need to see that. I felt like the emotional wallop of that was like completely asked out because we saw it in like three trailers. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I also don't see. So this is a weird one for me because I've read, been reading Spider-Man comics since I was four years old, but I, I can't fathom people not. And I, and Aubrey, you just said that your uh, boyfriend was like this. So, but I can't fathom people not knowing that Mysterio was a bad guy. <laughs> like the, the, to have the whole crux of the movie kind of like float on that. It, it was just kind of like, yeah, it worked with the vulture being Liz's dad because you weren't expecting that. But like, like any, how do you not know Mysterio is the bad guy? Like, how do you not know that? Well, that's just it. You'd know from watching, from even just guessing. Like I said, any four year old kid's gonna know that that's that Mysterio's a bad guy. Well, but uh, when they pre- like Colin, Colin hasn't doesn't read comics, but like you know, he's eleven years old. He, he, when the first trailer dropped, he was like, "Wait, I thought Mysterio was a bad guy because every Spider Man cartoon or book I've seen, he's a bad guy." So, like, come on, like, right? But you, just, but as you're watching a movie, you're like, "Oh, Quentin Beck is being nice to Peter, and he's being genuine to Peter." So maybe he's not the bad guy. Maybe he actually is from another universe. Maybe there's two Mysterios. Maybe, you know, what? what is the, the reason behind Quentin Beck being so nice to Peter if he's the bad guy? And then that's when the, when the reveal comes. It's like, oh, that's why. And it works. I think it works. So, yeah, that was, I mean, it, it works within the context of the movie. It just seemed like a really weird thing to like hang the marketing on it was like oh no who's this guy that's this new superhero well it's obviously he's not a fucking superhero like it's fucking mysterio well they can't <laughs> they can't show that he's uh um they can't show that he's a villain they have to show peter fighting someone um and they can't show they can't put that mysterio as a villain in the trailer well i just wish they would well i just figure everybody would know you know i was at my other job the other day and we were talking about it about it and i i mentioned Somebody's like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. And I go, well, it's not really a spoiler, but, you know, I really liked when he fights Mysterio a bunch of times. Like, whoa, why would he fight Mysterio? I thought he was a good guy. See? Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, this person was literally standing in front of a Spider-Man themed section featuring (laughs) T-shirts of Spider-Man fighting Mysterio from old comic books and other things. (laughs) Well, this is not your grandmother's Mysterio. I guess. Hashtag not my Mysterio. Exactly. Holly Berry is Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Holly Bailey. Do you think she's had to put up with that her whole life, Mark? Oh, uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. It was really I funny. I guess it could to... be worse. You know, it yeah, could be worse. Yeah, seriously. She could be M- Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're like, meet my sister, Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really funny that Holly Berry read that tweet that 
Halle Bailey got cast as a Little Mermaid, and she was like, "Wait, I got cast as what?" She thought it was about her. <laughs> I would too. Give me that Disney money. I don't give a shit. <laughs> She's about to go get the personal trainer. <laughs> like, all right, I can do this. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really the only uh, thing I didn't like. Uh, I would say as I was watching the movie, I felt like Nick Fury was off. He felt kind of not himself. But I guess that makes sense in the context of the after credit scenes. So Yeah, I knew there was something about him that was supposed to be off. And I was trying to pick it up as I was watching the movie, and I didn't see it at all. I didn't see it. at I couldn't pick it up at all until there's a scene where him and Maria Hill talk about uh, the scrolls. And they mentioned something or no, the Cree. They mentioned something about the Cree. And I'm like, why would that? That's just like a random line that they threw out of nowhere. And that's and towards the end of the movie. I'm like, oh, OK, I got it. So what did you guys think of those after credit scenes, Aubrey? I kind of wish that there was at least one that was more like, oh, shit. Now I can't wait for the next movie. You know, I kind of was annoyed that Mysterio put out a video that outed Peter Parker because now it's like, okay, the next movie is going to be kind of annoying. So I don't know. I feel they were kind of disappointing. Wow. See, when the Mysterio video one came on, I was like, holy shit, I can't wait for the next one. I want it to start now. I got to know what happens next. I don't know. Joy, I was what, disappointed. What did you guys think of uh, J. Jonah Jameson being back? That was cool. I did like that. Yeah, I wish I had known that that actor showed up at the Spider-Man premiere about a week ago, a week before the movie came out. Because uh, everyone was like, oh my God, the ending credit is going to be so amazing. People were lo- losing their mind. I'm like, wait, what could be so amazing about the end credit? Uh, and then I saw that that actor was at the premiere. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird that he would just show up for this Spider-Man movie. He wasn't at the last one. So uh, I kind of figured it out before, way beforehand. Yeah, they uh, I ruined it for myself, so not on purpose, but visiting the dark webs. Well, I I wasn't going to pay money to see the in-game like bonus stuff, especially once I found out what it was. Yeah. So I wanted to see it though. I didn't, you know, it's fine because apparently they're not putting that on the Blu-ray, so I wanted to see it. And I know somebody would film it with their phone and post it on the uh, M- MCU leaks Reddit page. <laughs> But I completely forgot that Spider-Man had already been out in like China for a week. So as soon as the MCU leaks page loaded, like, boom, it was like J. Jonah Jameson pictures, like the whole thing. I was like, oh, OK. Oh, so that's fine. I, I really liked that. I love that he's like Alex Jones now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems fitting. Right. So I thought that was amazing. Um, it's interesting that Mysterio somehow was able to release a video of something that never happened. And he was in a different costume than he was when he actually got beat up by Spider-Man. So I don't think Mysterio is actually dead. Ah, I didn't notice that. Because remember when Peter defeated him at the end, he was in his mocap suit. But then in this video, he's in the full Mysterio costume. Oh. Unless that was like they... Because you see somebody take something out of a computer... After it downloaded. So right. unless they added that. Because they had to edit the, the video anyway. To piece together all of those things. Like him saying execute them all. Yeah. You know? I'm just hoping he's still alive. Because I really like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. So. Um, and I don't. It's so annoying that they kill off the villains all the time. So. And we're not going to have a Sinister Six without Mysterio. So. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. So we already have. So we have Vulture. Scorpion. 
Mysterio. Who are we missing? Yeah. We need Craven the Hunter. Craven Hunter and and um Green Goblin. Osborne, yeah. And Doc Ock. Yeah. Doc Ock. So I don't know if we'll ever get it because uh they don't want to re retread characters, but it would be cool to see Craven in the next movie. So actually I feel like that sets up Craven now because they've established Spider Man as a bad guy and he needs to be hunted down. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yeah. The greatest hunter in the world will come and hunt the Spider Man. Yeah. I pretty much I just want the same director to come back and do do the next one. He did such a good job with this one. What else is he gonna do? He Make can, some more stupid uh like two dollar and fifty cent romantic comedies? He can go and do uh the flash. <laughs> oh no, don't even put that out into the universe. So um how about Nick Fury and the scrolls? Did that uh take you by surprise, Aubrey? Yeah, that was a little surprising. I didn't really pick up on the cues throughout the movie. I thought that he was a little weird, but I didn't I didn't really think too much into it. It was just like, oh, Nick Fury's being really docile. Well, to be fair, he did like turn to dust and come back. So, I mean, maybe that, you know, changes a man. Yeah. yeah you never know. What about you, Marcellus? Yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I one of the things I do like about Spider-Man is that they they they're weaving it into like the MCU, the other movies that are MCU, in certain aspects. But when they do it too much, I it it kind of I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it. Seeing that the scrolls, like if you didn't watch Captain Marvel, if you didn't watch the other movies, you would have no idea like what the scrolls were. You know what I mean? Um, and incorporating Captain Marvel universe into the Spider Man universe, I wasn't that big of a fan of. Um, but I do like the fact that it kind of sets up like what's whatever is going to happen next. I, I thought that was cool. I was happy to see it um, in that they're bringing stuff from Captain Marvel into present day because a lot of it felt disconnected. You know, we had an alien invasion on Earth and then they all left and then that was it. Yeah. So to see some of it get pulled back in. And I really did really like uh, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. So <laughs> any any more of that we can get is fine with me. But uh, I have no idea where that's going because it can't be secret invasion because that was the scrolls were bad guys in that. So I have no idea where this is headed, but that's fine with me. We'll find out in a few weeks when they announce everything at San Diego comic-con. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a plan. I'm sure these pieces were not placed by accident. I'm sure Kevin Feige is working on something nice. I'm sure it's as well planned out as the DCEU. (laughs) Heaven help us. (laughs) All right. So let's wrap it up. Let's get a score out of five. Aubrey, what do you got? I would give it a 3.75. Wow. All right. What about you, Mark Ellis? I will give it a 4.5 out of 5. I think we've been hanging out too much, Mark, because I will also give it a (laughs) 4.5 out of 5. Hey, numbers don't lie, man. (laughs) That's right. Women lie and men lie, Mark, but math don't lie. (laughs) Awesome. So great. That's Spider-Man Far From Home. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Let's get some recommendations and wrap this bad boy up. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners this week? Oh, stay in school. (laughs) (laughs) That's your solution to everything. It is, yeah. I haven't really done much this week to be able to give a good suggestion to everybody. So go to the movies. Lion King's coming out soon. Go see Spider-Man. Go see Toy Story. All right. How about you, Marcellus? Uh, I would say go see Crawl. Crawl is coming out this week. Crawl? <laughs> Unfortunately, not Crawl. Not oh. a remake of Crawl. Not a French crawler. 
Well, Crawl, the alligator movie directed by Alexander yeah. Aja. Oh, that movie. Yeah. Starring I already a- got your fill-in that week, Aubrey. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie, it looks ridiculous. looks like a great B movie. Sam Raimi's behind it. Uh, not directing it, but producing it. So uh, I think it's going to be gr- a, a really goofy, fun time at the movies, and I can't wait for it. So uh, that's what I recommend. Go see Crawl. Awesome. Well, I will recommend that everybody goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodCoin. Just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts will be there. Check out our YouTube channel weekly. New content exclusive for YouTube, mostly coming from Adam Wallyhawk. If I ever get off my ass and teach myself how to make the videos, there'll be some from me too. Uh, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extras like ex- special exclusive episodes of the podcast. This month coming up will be our retro review of the Dark Crystal, which somehow we've all never seen. And of course, Huge shout out to all our friends in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Check out the other shows. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, I'm going to suggest that you sit your ass down and watch Stranger Things Season 3 because it is... Oh, I don't want to give it away. (laughs) It is awesome. It's really good. Um, And we're going to be talking about it and breaking it down next week on the podcast. We gave you an extra week of time to be able to Find it in your schedule to watch it all. Eight episodes. I promise once you get started, you will just finish it within a day or two. So good. So it just makes me want to go to the mall. But like a good mall, not a shitty mall. So that is going to do it because that's next week. And that's going to do it for this week. Episode 257 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh, shit. Goodbye. (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. I look really pretty, therefore I have value. Wakanda forever. We'll see you next week. Good journey.